This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Well, yesterday, Premier David Eby joined us on this program as he announced that the BC government uh, is making it easier for developers and home builders to get approvals to build more homes in the province. Uh, now, rather than requiring multiple provincial permit applications from different ministries and looking for different approvals and construction to build more homes, the province is creating a one-stop shop approach to permitting. The permitting strategy will create 42 new full-time positions. Once those positions are filled, the team, uh, the, the the permitting strategy team will be increased to 203 positions. Um, now, this is the latest housing announcement uh, uh, coming after last week's announcement where the government said it would introduce a new $500 million affordable rental protection fund. That money is earmarked to allow uh, non-profit housing organizations to, to buy older rental buildings by providing them with one-time capital grants. Now, our next guest remains skeptical whether any of these announcements uh, will fundamentally make housing affordable in British Columbia. Joining us now is BC Liberal leader Kevin Falcon. Kevin, thank you for joining us today. Thanks very much for having me, Jeff. Well, let's touch uh, on a couple of announcements. Uh, The other day, uh, Premier Eby and the Housing Minister announced a permitting strategy for housing. Uh, Your thoughts, first of all, on sort of a one-stop shop uh, for moving uh, these permits through rather than various ministries that once had, would look at various files and not be talking to each other, according to the Premier. Your thoughts on this new permitting strategy? Well, in theory, a good idea. Uh, in practice, the way they're going about it, I think a terrible idea. Uh, now, why do I say that? Well, first of all, I think it's important to understand that the backlog of permits that have accumulated, accumulated while David Eby was the minister responsible for housing for several years. And so his solution is, let's streamline government by adding up to 200 new bureaucrats to uh, help streamline a very inefficient government approval system. Now, I can tell you as a former minister that was responsible for reducing red tape across government by over one-third in my first three years, that this is not an encouraging approach. Um, When you've got an inefficient approval and permitting system in the provincial government across multiple ministries, uh, the solution isn't to go out and hire 200 more bureaucrats to then try and, you know, accelerate an already convoluted uh, approval system. It's simply not going to work, I can tell you based on my experience. Um, and, and look, I think at the end of the day, we do have to hold David E. B. accountable as the housing minister. He was responsible for housing. This is a government that promised, as you know, within 10 years that they were going to build 114,000 affordable homes. And we're over halfway through that 10-year mandate. They've built 10% of the promised 114,000 homes. But frankly, even that number is inflated because half of those are hotels and motels that they purchase where they're warehousing uh, the homeless and the mentally ill. So I, I just think that at the end of the day, as I always say when it comes to this government, focus less on their announcements. They love making announcements. Focus on the results. And the results we're getting are not good. What would you differently then? I mean, the idea of reducing um, permitting time is the right thing, one would agree, one would say, number one. Number two, uh, ministries don't always talk to each other. um, And I think developers would tell you that. What would you do differently in regards to this specific issue about permitting with the provincial government? 
Well, as an example, I would go back to what we were doing, which is we had, for example, for environmental approvals, there are environmental professionals out there, similar to when you hire an engineer to, you know, sign off on your building design or what have you. There are environmental professionals that can also sign off on the environmental work that's being done there. It doesn't have to all be done in government, but the NDP government made the decision that they wanted to bypass that approach that was working very, very well and, and hire a bunch of people into the province, the provincial government, and uh, do it that way. So we've got a situation now where the uh, provincial bureaucracy has grown by 30% in five years, uh, over 120,000 new full-time employees. And I just simply ask this question of the public everywhere I go. Has anyone seen a 30% improvement in services anywhere? Not just in housing, but in healthcare or in crime or anywhere. And not yet have I come across anybody that has. So I think the problem is, that this is a, a government, and David Eby is certainly a premier that believes that the solution to every problem is government. And I would point out, as the C.D. Howe Institute did, that if you look at uh, the cost of housing today, taxes and red tape add up to about $644,000 for every average house uh, that's built, every new home that's built. And therein lies the problem. A lot of the problem is actually government. And his solution is more government. It's not going to work. Now, let's talk a little bit about the NDP's announcement from last week, which was the $500 million Affordable Rental Protection Fund, where nonprofits uh, will be given money to purchase older buildings. Now, Mr. Eby has said that uh, real estate investment vehicles and hedge funds have purchased these rental properties across the country, which is leading to people being booted out or um, seeing a significant increase in rent. So, hence, they have brought in this $500 million affordable renter protection fund. Uh, Mr. Eby says he wants to do what he can to slow down. Uh, the purchasing of some of these older buildings, or at least try to stop it, of course, and and setting up this rental fund will hopefully be the start towards doing that because he doesn't believe uh, these real estate investment vehicles, hedge funds, should be in this business. Uh, Mr. Falcon, do you think that's the right way to go in regards to helping those uh, in the rental market? Well, look, here's the, 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 this encapsulates I think a lot of the problem with this government, uh, David Eby and virtually every person as part of his government, almost none of them have any private sector background experience. And so they end up uh, looking for David Eby in particular, looking for, um, uh, you know, the bogeyman that they can blame all the problems on. They started with Chinese foreign buyers, David Eby, with that phony study that he had in 2015, where he tried to say based on 125 homes on the West Side that had non-Anglicized names, that uh, ergo it must be uh, Chinese foreign buyers that are driving up prices. That turned out not to be true. Then he said it was, uh, it was all because of um, you know, uh, uh, money laundering that was driving up prices. Judge Colin looked at that and said, uh, that's not true at all. Uh, then he said it was just evil developers. Now apparently it's REITs. Well, look, REITs are an investment vehicle that manage and purchase uh, rental properties. Uh, most of their money comes from pension funds, and I would argue a lot of the uh, working men and women in this province uh, are invested in REITs. And what they do is they buy large properties and they use their scale to help manage and, and keep costs down because they can buy things in bulk uh, that are necessary when you're running a lot of uh, buildings. Um, he's trying to turn them into the, the latest uh, you know, uh, blame game uh, for the lack of affordable rental housing. Rental, uh, average rents have gone up under the NDP government to the highest level in Canada. Just understand that. This, again, comes back to results. They're getting terrible results. The answer is 
we need far more new supply of housing. And the only people that will be able to deliver that is the market. Now, this $500 million, what concerns me about that is the last time that David Eby and the NDP handed over hundreds of millions of dollars to build housing, it was to BC Housing. And David Eby was responsible for that. And how did that end up? Well, an audit came back from uh, uh, one of the big uh, accounting firms that said things are completely out of control. There's financial chaos. There's contracts being let without proper paperwork. Uh, Effectively, they don't know what they're doing. It was so bad that David Eby fired the entire board on a Friday night, a board, by the way, which the NDP had appointed. Um, And, you know, it's been total chaos. There's now a forensic audit underway uh, over at that Crown Corporation. So now you ask me, how do I feel about him taking another $500 million and asking a group of nonprofits to go out and buy a bunch of buildings when they honestly, they're not set up for that. They haven't got the right skill sets to be able to be out, uh, you know, competing uh, in the private sector to buy up these places. I want to jump in and there I just, just for a second. Jump, well. Sorry, Kevin, I just want to jump in there for a second. You've worked with the development industry. I think it was Anthem Properties. It, it, these folks uh, uh, have the expertise. They've got the talent. Can these nonprofits, whatever whatever way they're set up in regards to this rental fund, and there's been talk now that they may even get first dibs. Now, that's not the legislation, but is one the government's looking at. They would get the first dibs to some of these properties being offered on the market potentially. The government is looking at that. It, it is something that does occur in Quebec. Uh, what are your thoughts on just the fact that the government would bring in legislation where there would be that much involvement of government in the market? Is, is this, should this be a cause for concern in regards to nonprofits getting first dibs to these properties? Well, look, I don't have any problem with government coming in with smart policies or regulatory policies that are going to help make it better to actually create affordable housing for people that will actually be affordable. But it has to start with a fundamental, mis- uh, a, a fundamental understanding, and that is that show me where, anywhere, where government has been successful in delivering and owning a lot of housing. In most places, they're called slums. They don't work out well. You look at the SROs right now that are being operated and owned by the provincial government. Um, and, you know, Global TV has ran some stories about the horror show that these places have become. Um, the fact of the matter is the greatest expansion of rental housing that we ever saw in the history of this province, and one of the reasons why when you drive around you notice that a lot of the older rental buildings all come from a certain vintage, sort of the mid-70s to the early 80s, was because they had a program back then, the federal government, called the MERB program, Multi-Unit Residential Building Program. And it incentivized the private sector to go and build rental housing. And they built a ton of it. In fact, that's still where most of it came from. And the problem is that since that program was shelved in the early 80s, there's been very little uh, rental housing being built. Up until recently where developers started trying to get back into rental housing. But again, NDP policies have made that more difficult. Because what they've done is they've said, well, that's fine, but you can only... You cannot increase rents more than 2%, even though inflation is running at 6 or 7%, sometimes higher depending on the, the service you're looking for. And it makes it very, very difficult for a lot of these um, landlords to, to make ends meet. So you have to have policies that are going to encourage new supply. Uh, you need thousands of new units, not just, you know, uh, little bits. And, 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 and to believe that handing $500 million to a group of nonprofits with good intentions, but folks that don't unlike the private sector that get up every day and all they think about live, breathe is uh, buying and selling real estate. That's what they do. That's their business. And so we just have to be thoughtful about how this is done to make sure we get the results that we need. And the thing I just want to emphasize 
is that after two terms of NDP government, we've ended up with the highest housing prices in North America and the highest average rents in Canada. That's not a good result. We need a different approach. Kevin, thanks for your time today. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, Jazz.